this time I'm going to talk about the, uh, going to talk about two older movies. Well, actually one's from just, uh, one's from just last year. And then also one's kind of in Taurus Flop. And, um, some more thoughts about Men in Black International. And then hopefully next week I will have some of those interesting movies come in on Blu-ray that I was, that I'm looking forward to so I can maybe talk about one of those. Well, these are the last thoughts of Men in Black International for a time. Well, probably for a long time, I don't know. Um, there's an article in The Hollywood Reporter explaining what happened. Apparently, the producer, Walter Parks, according to unnamed sources, took it upon himself to rewrite the script, or have the script rewritten. Parks has been with the franchise since the beginning as producer, He's also worked with Steven Spielberg and he's famous and he's written war games. I don't know. Apparently the studio is happy with the script and apparently the director F F Gary Gray who's coming off the the Fate of the Furious was happy with the script and the actors were happy with the script but Parks wasn't and he had it rewritten or rewrote it himself. And apparently, when he rewrote when he, when during the rewrite process, which took place during the pre-production of the film, and even into the production of the film, the script was watered down. Thing elements, story elements that made the movie more timely, were taken out. Uh, there was supposed to be executive in charge of the film, but he left for another job before early in the production or before production. And he was never replaced. Sony never seemed to take... Don't uh, Sony was described in this article as an absentee landlord. It's an interesting article. Also, the article mentions the uh, what happened to the idea of the Men in Black 2021 20, Jump Street crossover. Well, apparently, one producer... One producer would not budge because to get this working Sony felt they had to have people rework their deals a little bit and um, one producer was, was like no I'm owed this this is what I'm owed and I'm not taking less so that basically killed the idea although there was kind of a fear that if the idea if the crossover movie bombed, it would kill two franchises. But at one point, Sony was willing to try it. But as a, but one producer just would not... He wouldn't budge. So these are, I guess, after hearing, after reading the article, it's not surprising that the movie ended up the way it did. The article ends with somebody with another un unnamed with one of the unnamed sources saying that hey, this is a very interesting core concept. It's a very strong concept. This will be back in some form or another. I'm not sure about that. The Last Action Hero is an interesting movie. It's bad and it's also kind of a flop. It came out the same year as Jurassic Park. 
I think it came out a couple of weeks after Jurassic Park. And lo, all these many years later, we're on the uh, Jurassic Parks had three films and two films on a French and a spinoff series. And the last action hero is considered, uh, I guess, a punchline or a cautionary tale. Last Action Hero is Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And Arnold plays a character named Jack Slater. Jack's in a movie. Uh, due to a magical movie ticket, a young boy from the, quote, real world goes into the movie. And there's various things about uh, the boy explaining to Jack, hey, you're in a movie. It's interesting. It's an interesting failure. Because you can see kind of what they were going for, but it doesn't quite work all the way. It's not quite funny enough, and and it's also not quite thrilling enough. But it, it is a little interesting. At one point, it gets kind of meta because Jack is pulled into the quote real world, and then he meets Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was kind of weird. Arnold's kind of parodying himself a little bit in this movie at when he appears as himself. It's an interesting movie. Uh, there was a very interesting article. There was a good article about it in Empire Magazine a few years ago that kind of explains what happened. Among other things, at one point, I think it was locked into a release date, but then there were some problems during the filming, and there's some problems with the script, or somebody was rewriting the script. And so it was kind of a disaster making the movie. Um... The Empire article is interesting if you've never seen it. So, yes, The Last Action Hero, it's interesting. Uh, it's bad, but I think it's kind of interesting to see what they were going for, what went wrong. And it's kind of interesting to think about. Especially as compared to Jurassic Park, that, uh, that, that, that movie's a whole franchise. Okay, Leave No Trace is a 2018 movie. It's about a father and daughter who are living off the grid. Uh, what happened to the mother, where she is, I, if the movie explained it, I kind of forgot. The daughter is 13 years old, and they're living off the grid, and one day, as I said, and one day they're found, and, they're ta and, uh, and then the police and social services get involved. And then this is what happens after the movie, a large part of the movie is what happens after the day that they're found. I liked it. Uh, it's a good movie. Uh, it's directed by Deborah Kranich, who also directed uh, Jennifer Lawrence's breakout movie, Winter's Bone. The young actress here is a woman named Thomasin McKenzie. I think this was her first movie. And she may have done TV before. And she's good. There's comparisons between her and Jennifer Lawrence. I don't really see it. But I'm not the biggest fan of Jennifer Lawrence. So I guess you got to take that with a grain of salt. I do think the comparison is made more apt. Because uh, they both kind of had their breakout movies. And movies directed by uh, Deborah Granick. Ben Foster stars as a dad. He's good. Uh, he doesn't overact. He, I think he's a he's he had been in the army or the Marines or something, uh, 
and there's something quite off about him, but the movie never quite explains it. He doesn't he doesn't want to live off the off the grid outside of society as much as he needs to live off the grid and outside society. There's there's a difference. There, it, this is a compulsion. I thought it's a good movie. It's kind of a slice of life movie. The performances are good. There's a little ambiguity because at one point it seemed like to me that Tom, uh, McKenzie, McKenzie's character wanted to get caught or wanted to be found but it never but the movie never states this and it's uh, I feel kind of left up to uh, our uh, it's kind of left up to our interpretation because later as the movie grow, movie goes on and um uh, you start to see that, you know, her character is all named Tom. As much as she loves her dad and wants to be with him, she does kind of, she doesn't need to be off the grid. She, she would like to know other people. She'd like to live in the, she'd like to live in the world, I think. This was a very good movie. It's worth seeing. It's definitely worth checking out from a local library or streaming service. It's not particularly fun, but most movies Ben Foster makes aren't fun. I think the last fun Ben Foster movie made was Warcraft. And, you know, that's been a few years. And besides that, if you go beyond that, the other fun movie his, in his... Oh, I mean, he just doesn't make fun movies. He makes good movies, entertaining movies, but not particularly fun movies. <laughs>